Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings and salutations in the name, the precious name of Jesus. Today, I'd like us to join in prayer. Wherever you are, if it's possible to Find a quiet place and close your eyes. Wonderful. If not, just lift your heart in prayer wherever you are now. If you're able to just look up, by faith, see Jesus at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. And God, because of Jesus, is accepting our prayer and our praise today. Father in heaven, we thank you that Jesus came and lived and died and rose again and is coming again. Today, open our eyes to see your glory. Open our hearts to receive your word. Lord, channel our lives into a place of blessedness, fellowship, communion with you. We pray for those people still suffering from the throes of the recent hurricanes and the earthquakes and the train crashes. Lord, we pray that wherever your people are, we will reach out with love and mercy to help those who are suffering from the impact of these disasters. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. The last time we were together, we talked about Jesus the light, and about our being light bearers for him. Today I want to pick this up, so call it light bearers part two, if you will. And it may be that we'll have to develop a a, a part three if we don't get to cover enough in today's moments with you. To begin, let's look at John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 15 through 19, And then verses 25 and 26. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me any more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Verse 25, All this I have spoken while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. My friend, we closed off last week's broadcast by introducing 
a reminder to the fact that the Holy Spirit is not an influence, is not a person who makes us act crazily, nor make weird sounds. He is the Holy Spirit of the living God. And if you have asked the Lord Jesus to come into your heart and life, he guarantees you the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. And thus, the light of God can radiate from your life because he initiates it. He has come to indwell the believer and to continually reveal the light of God in you and through you, in me and through me, through ordinary human beings, people like you and me. God wants to touch and he wants to illuminate a sin-darkened world. He wants to turn the world upside down, showing its ugliness, and then bearing his cleansing and light-bearing through you, through you. The light calls for commitment. Are you willing to let God use your life as a radiator of his light? Let me hasten to say that I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, and you cannot be a clean and effective reflector of God's life and God's light unless we spend time in the presence of God. The Bible is replete with sentiments and statements and examples of people spending time with God. I can't explain it. I just know it's true. Sometimes I think that the Christian is like those clocks that have their illumination. And then sometimes they grow dim. And we have to take them to a light source that will reflect its light on their faces until they illuminate again, until they radiate again. Well, there's a similarity in the way God works to make you a light bearer, to make me a light bearer. We need to spend time in his presence. When Moses, we mentioned last week, went up to the mountain, there God spoke with him, and when he came down, the Bible says his face glowed. People couldn't come near. My friend, when the Lord Jesus Christ was on the Mount of Transfiguration with his three close disciples, an illumination took place. The Lord Jesus was transfigured before them. That same transfiguring spirit of God wants to transfigure you. He wants to illuminate you. He wants to make your life something beautiful for God. When the Lord Jesus called his disciples to make them apostles, to send them forth to preach, a series of events took place. The first thing we read in Mark's gospel is that he, in chapter 3 of Mark's gospel, he said he called unto him whom he would, and they came unto him, and that he might, they might be with him, and that they might send him forth to preach. May, may I suggest to you, the message for you, for me, from this is, he called them. Now only you know if you've heard the call of God. I can't tell you you have. Perhaps in a conversation, as you rehearse your experience and your faith in Christ, I can say yes, 
That's the call of God. You remember, remember young Samuel in the temple? God called him, but he wasn't sure at first. And he went to the priest Levi, Eli rather, and he said, you called me. And he said, no, I didn't call you. Now, let me suggest to you that some human beings who are so anxious to be special in their own eyes may have said to young Samuel, oh, yes, I called you. Here is this and that and the other. So he would seem great. But Samuel went to Eli and he said, no, I didn't call you. Go back again. And as you know, young Samuel went back. And the third time, Eli got the message. He said, go back, son. And if you hear that voice again, just say, here am I. Send me. And that's what young Samuel did. And God commissioned him. Well, the same process is functional today. He called them, the call, that they might be with him, the consecration. He ordained them, the communion, that they should be with him, with him. So there's a call, the consecration, the communion, that they should be with him. Time spent with God is never lost, and no service for God is effective until we have learned to spend time in the presence of God. So today, I don't expect to impart to you any deep spiritual doctrine. I simply want to emphasize the fact that God requires of you and of me that if we're going to be effective for God, we must spend time with Him. And then He says uh, the final thing is that He might send them forth to preach. That was a commitment, a commission. And they went. My friend, when Jesus called the twelve apostles, remember, I repeat this now, the first thing that we read as he called them that they might be, you got it right, with him, with him, with him. We cannot overemphasize the imperative of being with God, spending time in the presence of God, learning the character of God. Oh, my friend, I urge you to commit yourself to the process of spending time with God. 135 years ago, Richard Longstaff captured that truth in the words of his hymn, Take Time to Be Holy. Maybe you've sung this and you've just gone over it, but I'm going to share it with you right now. And may you and may I and may each person listening take this to heart. Listen. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak. Forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct his likeness shall see. Take time. Take time to be holy. Let him be your guide and turn not and run not before him whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow still follow, follow the Lord and looking to Jesus still trust in his word. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. 
each thought and each motive beneath his control, thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. The admonitions and the warning and the advice that Mr. Longstaff wrote are valid for today, valid for you, valid for me. It takes time to be holy. It takes time to be like Jesus. Oh, many of us want to go. We want to preach. We want to do something. But God loves that. But first, he says, you've got to spend time with me. You've got to let me reflect my glory in your life. Oh, my friend, may the glory of God come down in the power of the Holy Spirit to radiate your life. The message is, that if we're going to be effective light-bearers, we must spend time with the light of life. We, John says that if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're lying and we're not speaking the truth. There's no substitute for time spent with God. It doesn't matter how eloquent you are, how intelligent you are, how educated you are, God calls you and me to spend time in his presence. Lord, our Heavenly Father, grant that each person listening today may commit themselves to being with you and to becoming light bearers in a sin-darkened world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I've wandered far away from God This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.